Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Jeez Dan. Is he giving off too much of a creepy Oompa Loompa vibe? What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Ah, today on the program, Corey M. Coons. Oh, you know that name. You've been listening long enough. You know he's our man in Ontario, uh, just a little south of Ottawa. Uh, you could find him playing his guitar uh, and singing his sing his songs uh, all around the Ottawa and uh, Ontario area. But uh, he's so much more. He's so much more than that. And uh, we're going to catch up with him in the next few minutes. So stick around for some Corey M. Coons. This week's shows, I have, well, kind of two public shows maybe one and a half public shows i don't know how public the second show is uh let's see the first show friday night uh, is my usual friday night gig at the rab in conway arkansas the video dance party karaoke jam at the rab in conway arkansas that's at 8 p.m until uh 12 30 in the am they got a full bar the kitchen's open pool tables pool tournament on friday nights so if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it come on out to the rab in conway arkansas always a good time they got new ownership uh so they're it, the the owners are the owners of the italian restaurant that's on 65 in uh in conway arkansas so they're changing up the menu over at the rab so they're getting some I mean, some really delicious food. They sent me home with some uh, pulled pork last week. Mm, oh, it's so delicious. So delicious. And then they uh, they got like gyros. And uh, that's just, they're getting real fancy. And even uh, the serving plates are getting fancier. They have these rectangular serving plates that uh, that the, uh, the servers have been bringing out. So, yeah, uh, things are changing over at the Rab. It's always been a good time. But uh, new management, uh, you know, people, they want to shake things up, and I think they're doing a good job. So I'm stoked about that. So come on out to the Rab. And on Saturday, I did have a wedding in Hot Springs, but the uh, the groom just called me today, and he said he had to postpone it. So I got nothing going on on Saturday. So, uh, hey, you know, if you have a party that's coming up that uh, that needs some, some – uh, some dj services maybe somebody that's stuttering and tongue-tied like i am right now <laughs> in the conway arkansas area hey give me a call and uh, we'll work something out have a party on saturday night but sunday this is the the thing i was talking about i'm not sure how public this show is but i'm going to go ahead and announce it it's the uh the conway pride uh, over at um uh, laurel park and that's at uh, one p.m. until about uh, 5 p.m. and they got um oh my goodness it's just it's celebrating their their conway pride uh i'm kind of excited to be a part of it i don't think i've, I've well i know i've never been a part of the conway pride 
You know, I'm from uh, the Florida Keys, so there was a lot of events like that, the Pride events. But they have, um, I think, over 30 performers that, that are going to be singing songs uh, in drag, which is kind of fun. Um, so it's, it's a, a sight to see and a, a hear, wait, a, a, a audio to be heard. <laughs> Boy, I have a way with words right now, don't I? That, so that's Conway Pride. This uh, Sunday, um, the 12th, is it the 12th? No, the 13th, sorry, from 1 p.m. until 5 p.m. in Laurel Park, Conway, Arkansas. Hey, come on out. I'm going to have the whole karaoke set up. So if uh, if we run out of uh, singers, you could sing a karaoke song too. Why not? Why not? We'll have some fun. All right, speaking of fun, let's get into it with Corey M. Coons. I got him on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys, Dan. All right. Skyping Corey M. Coons now. <laughs> there you are like a pro man like a pro get yourself all centered up and and looking good we'll get some video as well as audio let the people know all about you man what's going on in the world Corey, how's that yeah looking good man Corey and coons man it's been a little while since we've chatted uh last time we talked i guess you were uh well let's see i guess all through your 20s we talked about you were a touring musician all over the the south uh, Eastern United States, uh, and, and around Ottawa, Canada. That's where we left you. And then, um, I guess you got married and you got a, a child and became a family man and went solo. And then, uh, kind of stick around Ottawa, stay close to home. Is that where we're at? What, what are we doing? Let, let's catch up. What, what's happening in the world of Corey M. Coons. Wow, man, you just went through all the years. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. have to go through all that spiel anymore. If people want to know all about you, they can go and check out the the first uh, edition of Corey M. Coons on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I mean, now we're catching up, man. Your your songwriting, your, your what, what are you doing? Well. First of all, it's awesome to be here again. Thanks so much for the opportunity once again. And uh, it's been, what, over, well, close to maybe, what, year and a half? I don't know what it's been since we've been chatting. But but definitely still uh, still south of Ottawa, still out in the country, in a little uh, near a town called South Mountain, Ontario. And uh, still here on my uh, my grandparents' original farm. And, uh, of course, with my wife and my daughter now. And so we've been living here for quite a few years. And, uh Still kind of hanging, still doing the same things, writing songs, recording songs, getting out and playing music again. And, you know, <laughs> there's my daughter in behind saying hello again. <laughs> well, I remember uh, last time and people that are just listening to the audio version, uh, check out the video version because things pop up behind you. Uh, last time, I think a bunny rabbit popped up behind you, uh, you know, and uh, now, uh, you know, it's been replaced by something better. Your daughter popping up. 
It's good. Has she shown any any interest in music or following in dad's footsteps? Yeah, she's still pretty musical. She uh, we've, we've got some Christmas songs we're going to start working on for a show we've got coming up at the end of the month. So we'll do a little mini set of Christmas songs with my show that I've got going on for that. And But she's very uh, artistic. She's into doing a lot of video editing now on her tablet. She's like doing all kinds of things. She creates her own little TikTok videos and Oh, there's Icy the uh, Beanie Boo popping in there now behind me. So, Well, last so, time yeah. we talked, uh, you had a song that you wrote uh, many, many, many years prior to when uh, your child was born. And then uh, you retooled it a little bit and had her sing along with you. What was the response on that? on that song it was a pretty cool response that was a really unique situation because it was a 30 year old song that i wrote at uh, i guess around the end of high school days and um it was just very fun to go back and kind of re-record it as an acoustic sort of version and have her play on or sing on it and stuff and and yeah it got some pretty cool response i mean it was uh anything that she kind of gets her hand in people seem to think it's pretty cool and of course it makes me feel good obviously you know so yeah so and then of course we did the christmas song actually too um burning bright at christmas time we released that in uh late 2020 i guess it was what, what, was, so it, what uh, was the name of the original song far away was the original song far away okay and then the the name of the christmas song burning bread at christmas time burning bread at christmas time now i have talked what's that burning bright at christmas time yes now what i've heard okay if if an artist uh such as yourself if you can get a christmas song to go uh, and to become uh somewhat uh, get some notoriety you are set for the rest of your life and even beyond, because that song will continue to play every Christmas. So, uh, you know, that's it, it's nice to celebrate Christmas for sure. That's an, a, a beautiful thing. Uh, it's a great time of the year. People uh, seem to be more giving, more smiley. But if you can get a, a, a Christmas song on the on the business side of this show business that takes off, my goodness, you are set. Yeah, you're you're going to get, uh, what is it, that mailbox money. That, that money that, that you get when you sleep. <laughs> and I, I know that we, we, that we ended up last, um, the last podcast where we were talking about the business side. You know, how are artists making any money any, anymore? Uh, are they, you know, they, they can't sell albums so much and it's playing live a lot. I, I love that. Yeah. I love your daughter. She's, that's wonderful that she's, uh, wanting to be a part of it all. And, and we're always looking as parents, uh, for activities for our children to, to, to do with our children. And I'm glad you have the gift of song. It seems like you have a good relationship going there. Uh, but, uh, I mean, tell, tell me about, you know, how did the Christmas song come about and, uh, and beyond? Well, I always wanted to write my own original Christmas song. And uh, so that kind of came about, like I said, a couple of years ago. And, um, just very proud of that because um, I mean, there's lots of cover songs, and oddly enough, we have a new cover version of a Christmas song coming out soon. By the end of this month, we've got a version of uh, "I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus," sort of a <clears throat> acoustic take on uh, the John Mellencamp version he did in the '80s. So, and of course, Charlie will be singing on the uh, the end version or the end part of that song at uh, you know in the. Uh, Christmas song so I just uh, I don't know I, I've always liked Christmas and um, getting into the spirit of things and of course family is a big part of that and this time's cool too because I got some of the guys in my band playing on the track for the cover song that we're doing so two guys from my uh, my current band called the Dirt Road Gypsies so 
And uh, we did it in Mark's studio. My good friend Mark Muir played lead guitar on it and produced it and stuff. And then my buddy Kevin Amon played the uh, the cajon drum. So we put it all together. And, of course, Charlie sings on it. And uh, so we're excited about it. So yeah, I think that, something. that was a gig that you were playing that was coming up. It, it, you were either going to go acoustic or with one other guitarist or with the cajon player. Now, you were talking about Mommy uh, Kissing Santa Claus. Uh, Michael Jackson did a version of that back in the 70s as well. I mean, that's a, right. that's a very popular song. I, I think the day after Halloween uh, is, uh, is officially when stores start putting out uh, Christmas uh, decorations and what have you. I mean, like, it's, not even, it's not even November. It's not, I mean, it's not even Thanksgiving yet. <laughs> stop, stop, hold it back. No, but then they, uh, they opened the box and uh, Mariah Carey, uh, comes out with her song as well, and you'll be hearing that the rest of the year. Hopefully, Corey M. Coons has a little little spot in the rotation there. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to hear the the, the Christmas song, but I'm gonna I'm looking forward to it. I do a lot of Christmas uh, parties, so I'll definitely pop that on. And if it has a video or at least a lyric video, it stands even more of a chance uh, to get played at one of my shows for sure because I like putting the visual uh, images. I know on your YouTube page you have quite a few uh music videos on there uh, even if they're they're lyric videos but man ever since we talked the last time i think you've been getting more and more thoughtful about what's going on in the world uh the long hard rain the freedom road uh leaving uh was just coming out i think but um and i see the burning bright at christmas time on your youtube page but the the freedom road and the long hard rain those things are really driving home what's going on in the world today. Uh, are, 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 are we going to survive? Well, you know, I really uh, I like to touch on some personal things and some things that are going on in the world, you know. And uh, the last couple of singles that I released were, uh, you know, probably I think Long Hard Rain was a little more melancholy, maybe a little more, um, a little darker. You know, not, not extremely dark. There's always hope and hopeful stuff in my music, I think. But, um, you know, I was a little bit more... Uh, I don't know how you'd say it. it's sort of like a tumultuous time, maybe, you know, a sense of foreboding hanging over someone, you know, kind of stuff like that. And so, of course, Freedom Road, that just speaks of, uh, you know, everything that's been going on for the last two and a half years and a lot of the, uh, uh, I don't know, a lot of the things that we've lost, maybe, especially in this country that uh, people take for granted, you know. Well, uh, specifically, I mean, I, I know that there was the, the problem with the truck drivers and I have three brothers-in-law that are all, that are truck drivers and uh, you know drive cross country one in particular that drives you know cross country uh, trucking he actually just lost his job he come he came back to work just last week and said and his boss looked at i don't know 20 30 drivers and said uh, okay don't come back tomorrow we're done like that's that's yeah. it no more job you know that's uh, the lifeblood of the of the world is the 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 drivers that's how you get your goods but I mean, oh, I that was part of the song. But tell tell me about what do you think about all that? Well, I think the truckers made uh, made a dent in the whole world. I think the Canadian truckers started a really big uh, a big movement around the world, and a lot of notice has been taken since what they've done. You know, just standing up for your beliefs, standing up for what's right, morals and stuff, and uh, the freedoms. You know that we people say, well, you know, what freedoms have you lost? But there's a lot of stuff going on that people still don't realize, you know. If you want to get into the whole mainstream media bit and that whole sort of thing, that's a whole other story. But we'll, we'll leave that for another time. But Well, I know I'm, wow. I'm, not, uh, I'm not as knowledgeable as, as, uh, as the next person, you know, as anybody on, on the media. I have a very fuzzy 
uh, idea of what's going on in the world, but I, things affect you. Uh, you know, they're, whether you like it or not, they're going to affect you. Um, and the, the truck driving situation, I mean, I, it, it came down to, uh, I guess you just want a, a decent wage, a living wage. You know, people want to survive. Uh, it seems like the, um, there's a, that, that, that whole thing about the 1% and what have you, but, uh, you know, you, you turn your feelings into songs and, uh, you know, yeah. it, that's, and that's a superpower that you have. You're a storyteller. I know that there was the, uh, was it the MTV storytellers? I feel like if I go to a Corey M. Coon song, I mean, uh, show where you are a solo with an acoustic guitar, I'm going to get a story. I'm going to come out with a yeah. feeling with ideas. Is, am I getting this right? Definitely. I mean, like I said before, I love to touch on uh, telling a good story. I like to reach people and resonate with people on certain things. And, you know, if it's things that are going on in the world, I mean, that's one thing. And then if it's personal things that are happening and ideas that really hit home with people, whatever that may be, you know, and that's that's a big thing for me. I think if you can do that, if you can resonate with the listener and the fans, I think you've done your job right as a songwriter. You know, to me, that's kind of what it's all about. So. Now, when Maybe somebody, something to think about. Oh yeah, when you're doing your your uh, solo shows, you're um, uh, you know, sitting in the, uh, you know, maybe at a restaurant or a, or a smaller club, or uh, you know, it, it, are you telling stories about the songs before you go into them, or you know, do you give them a little background of where you were in your headspace before uh, before you uh, wrote the song and and sang the song and then you know ultimately produced it i mean i i know that you you've been making albums uh since uh solo at least since 99 so you've had a, a, quite a bit of experience and you have a lot of knowledge in your you know in, in your head do you spit that knowledge out to the people and how do they feel about that if you do i think i kind of let the songs write themselves i think i really like to have people take away their own little meanings and their own personal things that come out of a song. I mean, I could sit there and say, hey, this song is about this, you know, but in a way that's kind of giving it away. I like the mystery, the mystery and the mysteriousness of it all, where if you sing a song and you tell the story, someone else is going to take something a little different than what you take from it. You know, obviously you write songs for yourself and you want to please yourself as an artist. And that's always a, a big thing, an important thing. Right. But I mean, ultimately it's up to the listener. They may have a different take on something that i may have so i think i kind of like it i like the mystery of it all i like to uh to leave people guessing in some in some ways so well Corey m coons that is spoken like a true creative i mean i i you know you go to an, an art art gallery and you view a painting and you you have all these critics you know maybe you have two or three different critics uh, that are art experts you know with the quote unquote right and they'll have three different ideas of what the artist was thinking when they were painting that, but no one really knows because that art, that artist has been long gone for hundreds of years, right? And but uh, mm -hmm. this is how you know people can interpret your songs. And you watch a movie and you think, oh, the director was probably uh, trying to give you an idea of uh, about uh, a certain political uh, view that he had, and when he wasn't even thinking that at all, he's just trying to make a movie that was fun, you know. Yeah, I guess that 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 has its uh its own merit. That's beautiful that you leave it you leave it to the to the listener to make up their own mind about the song. So I mean, so tell tell me what you what what you wanted to come back on for, and uh, what specifically is happening in, in the world of Corey and M. Coons. Well, like I was saying, we had the single "Long Hard Rain" that came out. Um, 
I guess kind of towards the uh, middle of the summer there, it kind of came out and uh, it did very well. We were really, really happy with that song. And uh, like I had mentioned before, it was recorded with my good friend, Mark, Mark Muir, who's my lead guitar player. And he lives in Cornwall, Ontario. And we did it at his studio between there and tracking the drums with my buddy, Kevin from the band at uh, his other little studio that he has. So we still share files and stuff back and forth. That's kind of the way things get done anymore. You know, it's difficult to get, uh, three people or four people into the same room at one time anymore to, to really work on things with schedules and families and everything. So, but uh, we're really happy with it. Like I said, um, it's a little darker. It's, uh, you know, uneasiness of stuff that's been going on in the world, maybe, or relationships, you know, could, could be a little bit about that as well. So spiritual stuff and just reflecting and holding on to heartbreak, tough love, discipline, stuff like that, all kind of wrapped into that idea, you know? So we're happy with it. I mean, it came out on MTS Records with Michael Stover and MTS Management. And, uh, of course, you know, Michael's awesome. and love working with Michael. And we've just got the new, like I said, the new Christmas singles coming up. Um, uh, I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, and it's going to be the cover song. And we've got that coming up scheduled for release on the 25th of November. So we're, we'll promote that up until Christmas, you know, through the Christmas season. And uh, so we're looking forward to getting that out there, too. So. Just in time and for the Christmas video. Hopefully there'll be a video coming up for that too. So just in time for the Christmas holiday, the, the season, yeah. you know, um, I, I guess, uh, okay. There's another thing is the happy holidays versus happy Christmas. And I, I know that people ha- have problems with, with both, but I think it's, you know, if you say happy holidays, you don't know what, what somebody believes. So um, maybe you're being more respectful when you say that. I, I guess I, I'm coming around on that. I used to be uh, real hard-nosed on Happy Christmas, even though I'm not as religious as I was when I was a kid. Uh, but uh, I think ha- the, the, the consensus now is, is you say Happy Holidays, and, and they can take that as, oh, yeah, I celebrate this, uh, and the, the Kwanzaa or the, or the, uh, the, Char- the Hanukkah or the, or the Christmas. Uh, yeah, it just, I, I don't know, respect. I guess it's, it's about respect and, and how, to, you know, how to live with your fellow man. I know it's tumultuous uh, sometimes uh, trying to get get around and and it gets sticky, you know. I, I have a uh, an event that's coming up that's that 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 could be sticky. But um, I mean, are you uh, you know? I, I just I, I know that you don't want to interpret the songs, but I want you to to interpret the songs. Fine, you know. Tell me what you were feeling when you wrote the songs and um the um the studio that you're recording in is that an open studio can people go there i mean i want you to give shout outs to them and make sure that they get their uh their due as well so that maybe some more people will roll through that studio and record some songs oh definitely uh mirrors music manor in cornwall is an open you know it's public studio it's in mark's house but i mean he does a lot of work with with the cornwall ontario music scene and uh so definitely a big shout out to mark and his studio there and uh and also my drummer kevin who has uh the uh, music school actually and i used to teach at the music school up until a couple years ago and it's a good you know i used to teach guitar and i still teach guitar at home we probably touched on that the last time stuff and and um so yeah i mean but as far as the songs go i mean um you could talk about christmas and stuff and with 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 relation to the songs too i'm kind of old school so i mean if i say if i say merry christmas to somebody i mean that's that's what i feel i mean if you want to say something else that's totally your call but don't tell me that i can't say it that's kind of where i'm at with the whole thing if you want to get deeper into that because uh you know a lot of people think that they have to take everything away from from people that have 
you know, got their customs and stuff. And I'm all for people having your own customs, but don't come and tell me to take you know, take mine away because you don't think it's cool. You know, that's that's where I'm at with that. So when it comes to the songwriting, I mean, if you think of Freedom Road, I mean, there's a lot of stuff with that song. I mean, that's a lot about um, with what's been happening in Canada. And, you know, you touched on the truckers and stuff. Now, there's a different thing maybe with the truckers in the States than there has been here in Canada because there's a lot of, there's been a lot of, um, I don't know what you would say. It's a... There's a word, it's unfair stuff that's been happening, and it's like got what? a lot. I, I, with, I'm not a lot familiar. Of, a lot I, of, with the mandates, with the mandates and the crossing the border and stuff, and and it's just a lot about freedom of choice. And there's been a lot of freedom of choice that's been pushed aside with a lot of people in Canada, and that's what the truckers were standing up for. And that's really what that song kind of covers about, you know, our our, our freedom of choice and our should be respected for a lot of things. So that's kind of where that song's at. So. Like a, a choice, a choices of, of what? You said going across the border. Was there a problem going across? Well, with the vaccine mandates. I mean, the whole mandate thing that was that came across. It's just been very, very so much division. The song is about bringing people together, about unity and not having division. You know what I mean? But this country has been a lot of division in the last two and a half years, and especially with the current person in power. <laughs> we'll leave it at that without name dropping. Well, I know I, for one, never uh, wanted to build a wall ever. You know, I, That's right. I, we don't need op- maybe open borders, you know, it's still, you know, people should show a, a license or some kind of an ID as they come across. Oh, and, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, there needs to be some kind of regulation. I'm not for anarchy. Uh, you know, I guess a, <laughs> a full libertarian would be a, an anarchist and we need some rules. We need some, uh, you know, we need some, uh, some basis, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, sweep up your own front yard and the whole world will be clean. If everybody swept their own front yard, the whole world will be clean. Now, hey, I noticed you have a, a C, is that a CD rack in in your background? Is Are those actual CDs? Yeah. Grandpa, yeah. what's a CD? Uh, you know, what what's in that rack? What's the, Go through the, the front part of that rack. What's in your CD collection there? Oh, there's so much stuff in, over the years in that. My goodness. What's in the first one here? Oh, I've got stuff like... Uh, Keith Urban, I've got uh, Zach Brown band, some old Johnny Cash, and country stuff here like Kenny Rogers, and then then I've got like the classic and classic rock and hair band stuff like Ozzy Osbourne and and Dawkins and all kinds of like you know melodic. I have a whole broad scope of stuff. Wait a minute, that's the whole <laughs> podcast that we talked about last time. The front part of that rack is your mom. And the side part is the cover band that you played in the uh, in the that's in right. the nineties, you know. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's your life history right there in that in that rack of CDs. And I'm so I'm so impressed that you still have your CDs. I've lost almost every record that I ever had. I think I have two records: one from a new artist that uh, just gave sent me one. I have Jimi Hendrix Experience. That's the last record nice. that I have. Classic record. And then a, a Billy Billy Crayon sent me a record, <laughs> and that, that's it. Those are my two records that I own. <laughs> so uh, I have my records up here. You can't see them; they're off the screen, but they're in the corner. I have like a bunch of old albums still, too. Oh my goodness! I had thousands of records, and I know we talked about liner notes and 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 fodder and and just the amazing, you know, new records. You know, the the these kids today will never know what it is to go to a record store. I guess they're popping up now in niche form, but you know, even as a professional DJ, I don't play records anymore. I have a computer, no. 
with a uh, with a two two turntable uh, interface. So technically, I have every song in the world ever made. If I have internet, I can buy it right then. You know, oh, you want to hear that song? Oh, I don't have it in this hard drive. Let me buy it for you real quick. Put it in this hard drive. I will play it for you in thirty seconds. You know, it's the cool. I, it used to be I'd have a crate of of records, and if I went to a party, that was what you were listening to. Nothing more. The, uh, you could not hear another thing. But now, you know, the internet it can be used for good and evil. And I know that we we talked we touched on how are artists making money. Are, are you, uh, you know, you're still doing your um, uh, guitar lessons? So that's your. Uh, I don't know what's your bread and butter. Is it the guitar lessons or is it the touring musician or, you know, is there something else? Well, really the money that you make as a musician, like you said, is from the show. So if you're doing live shows, that's where you're going to make most of your money from, from performing and stuff. Or if you have merchandise that you can sell CDs have really, you know, they've dropped, I mean, in sales sort of thing. People just don't seem to buy the physical product. I think maybe vinyl kind of has sort of made a comeback and has been making a comeback the past couple of years, but the cost to produce it, the cost to make it, you know, to get it, and then to get it shipped, like if I have a distributor in the United States, well, then I've got to pay the whole duty and the exchange on that. And it just ends up costing me so much more, you know, and then I got to sell it for so much more as a novelty item to somebody. And it's hard to get people to want to pay. And if it's only a three song EP or something, then you still got to pay the full price as an album to buy three songs. You know what I mean? So, well, you did, so, say, that mean, you had, you did say that you had a distributor that would uh, uh, press you one album at a time. Yeah. You ha- is that here mm-hmm. in the in the states or is that up in Canada? Yeah, that's a company that's based out of uh, Nevada. So um, they were called Kunaki.com, I believe, and I still have my CDs up, but I can I can get them to send me a few CDs every now and then too. Well, I remember. But, uh, yeah, you can still, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you can still still do vinyl, but it's very very costly, and it's even gone up more since the last we spoke. So I suspect, man, but uh, I guess the 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 niche would be if uh, we can get a vinyl record that maybe had your picture on it. Or, or your band, you know that you know something in a, in a different color than than black, which is not as uh, as hard as I thought it was. I think you can make a, you know a yellow or a blue or a, you know a clear C, uh, record, uh, and it doesn't cost that much more than the black vinyl. You know, I I think it's it's just food coloring or something. I I know it's not food coloring. I think it's just you know it's some <laughs> kind of some other kind of coloring. But uh, man, I I do miss records. I I, I had two turntables. I was say, how do you feel about all that? You must you must miss the physical packaging uh, and the whole idea of getting that album out and putting it on the turntable. And you know, you must miss that because it becomes so disposable with everything on hard drives now and streaming and all that sort of thing right well as old as i am i still try to be a futurist to where i try to keep up with the the technology as it is uh 1999 i gave up my two techniques i missed my 1202s man those things were great and and you know i had uh i had them to where they would just gently touch that that record they would not uh scratch it at all uh, even even though i did have my scratching records and i had my my uh cheap uh, stylets, the, the, uh, needles where I would use those for scratching. Hey, let me change up my needles so I can, uh, use, uh, do some scratching. Let me get that old record that has the good beats on it. Wiki, wiki, what? You know, and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and away I went and party, uh, you know, but, uh, I, I miss beat matching, uh, and, and the, uh, break beating, uh, which is two different records that have a beat. And then maybe I'd, I'd have an MC that would rap for me. Uh, you know, I guess I could still do it. 
you know, with the uh, MP3s, uh, uh, you know, the the uh, digital versions, but it just doesn't feel as warm and it doesn't sound as good. Although, you know, you buy good speakers and they're going to sound, you know, it's the equipment that you have. I, um, I don't know yeah. if you experience this. If you make a dollar in this business, 99 cents goes right back into the into the uh the business buying better equipment probably another guitar a pa system you know strings uh, do you have that feeling yep studio time promoting time you know promoting costs and all that sort of thing you just all the money comes back and goes right back into that so like i said there's not a lot of money left over <laughs> i keep getting little uh little surprises behind me here tonight well, that, that's cool. I mean, this is little uh, Easter eggs for the people that are watching the video, and I encourage you to watch the video. I, I see that uh, that there's a little girl that's still in the hollow, Halloween season, even though we're a little yeah. past it. I, hey, I like costume parties. I'll do costume parties all year long. If I can convince a client to say, uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, let's make that luau themed. I did a cowboy party at a at a middle school. Well, tell me about the gigs. I mean, when last we talked, you were doing a gig. Uh, did it end up being a solo, a two guitar, or two guitars and a cajon uh, on that one a year and a half ago, if you can remember back that we were talking about you were going to some uh, some little place? Um, I'm trying to remember where that was. Was that a little local place maybe? Yes. And probably would have been just myself and uh, Kevin on the Cajon if it was an acoustic gig. So I think that's where I was at the last time. But we've had uh, this past summer, we actually got out and we did some band shows, some full band with the four guys. So we had, uh, yeah, we had uh, like full live drums and, and electric guitars and electric bass and stuff. And we did my hometown fair again this summer. And that was an amazing night uh, in August. Of, uh, of this past summer and um, then we did a couple other festivals um, one called the international plowing match was kind of a big farmer sort of event where you know people just celebrate for a whole week of like farming and everything to do with you know plowing fields and all that kind of stuff so we had a couple really good band gigs and then of course we're still doing the little acoustic things and then sometimes the three of us will get together and just do acoustic uh acoustic shows too so that's what's coming up at the end of the month we're going up to uh to Keene, ontario which is about a three-hour drive from where i am here in ontario canada so and uh it's a little uh keen center for the arts it's called so it's a, it's a unique perfectly cool unique venue you know so well uh, you know i i like that and i i see that you have uh you know like the kids say a uh, video or it didn't happen I need to know where the video is of these live performances. And I see that um, you, oh, well, okay. I mean, I guess we can promote uh, what's happening at the Keene Center. You're going to be live over there. What is it? Saturday, November 26th, right? Yep. Is the, And the baby girl's coming with you? The family's coming. My wife and my daughter are both coming, and two of the guys from the band are coming. And uh, like I said, she's my daughter's going to be part of a, sort of a little mini Christmas set of maybe three or four songs. Plus, we'll do our normal stuff, my my original material, you know, the Americana, Roots Rock sort of stuff that I do, and then the cover songs in the second set, too. So it's going to be kind of a little mixed bag of everything if, it, if everything goes off cool and we can sell enough tickets and the show happens. What a hoot. Is it uh, Charlie Lynn? Charlie Lynn. It's actually pronounced Charlie. So. Charlie. <laughs> I, I put the sh on the ch. 
I, hey, man, that's okay. Some people do that. <laughs> it's going to happen her whole life. Um, so uh, it, will. it sounds great, though. That's a great name, and that's oh man, that sounds like it's going to be a fun show. And, and, and sound, I mean, looking at your your Facebook page, looks like you're getting a lot of airplay. Uh, people are are finding your songs and uh, and just loving it. I mean, it's not just me. It's not just me and radio. What? It's a well, lot that's of good people to hear. Thank you very much. But uh, no, but it looks like you you you're getting uh, hits on oldies ninety six seven BNR top forty. You got uh, you got nominated for a, an award, a Josie Music Award. That's a big thing that happens in the independent circuit. Tell me about that. Yeah, it's always very I'm very grateful and very honored to get nominated again. This was the third year I think I've been nominated in some different categories. I was nominated for Freedom Road in the Americana Folk Single of the Year category and i was also nominated for my ep that came out uh just uh in mid 2020 and it's uh 33 and a third was the name of the ep and it had three songs that were recorded two of them were recorded in nashville and uh so yeah i was really happy to uh to be nominated again and it was just it's always cool to be you know in such amazing talent from all over the world and just kind of be surrounded with that sort of level level of talent and the people are very cool you know and it was unfortunate i didn't get a chance to go down there this year it just happened like a couple weeks ago and we weren't able to make it but um you know it was uh the grand Ole opry so maybe someday <laughs> yeah i mean that was going to be my next question i i, I have um I, i've been to memphis many times my mom and stepdad are you know they're we're from the florida keys that's where keys dan came from miami uh, South Florida, the Florida Keys. And I know we talked about you, you did some shows in, in Florida, in the upper part of, of Florida from Orlando North. But, um, you know, uh, they're building a house just south of Nashville. I need to go out there, you know, just, uh, nice. hey, visit mom, of course, but, uh, but go to Nashville one time and go to the Grand Old Opry. It's got to be magical. It has to be. Uh, you said you, you, you did do some recording in Nashville. Did you get to spend some time there? Yeah, we got to spend a couple days. It wasn't a lot of time because we were recording in Spring Hill, which was just sort of on the outskirts of Nashville. And that was in uh, early 2020. And uh, it was an amazing time, though. We got to, my friend Mark came with me again, my guitar player, and we worked with uh, Ben Travis at Two Cats Studios in Spring Hill, which is just outside of Nashville. And um, so we did the two songs. And then, of course, on the last night we were there, we got to travel into Nashville and we got to go see my friend Chris Golden, who uh, I met at the 2019 Josie Music Awards. Well, it's the first time I'd seen him. I didn't actually physically meet him that time, but I kept in touch with him. And then when we got to go back to Nashville in 2020, we went to a little church where he was playing on the last night we were there. And we just got there in time. We missed it with the first three or four songs that was said in this small little church. And uh, it was a, just a beautiful performance. And it was great to see him and, and uh, you know, meet him in person kind of thing and catch up with what he was up to. And he provided some stellar tracks for me on the last two singles that we were talking about, both Freedom Road and Long Hard Rain. He, or Sorry, not Long Hard Rain, Freedom Road and Good Times Gone from the 33 and the third album. Yeah, he did some mandolin on Good Times Gone and he did the drum tracks and piano and keyboards, organ stuff all on Freedom Road for me, you know via like files that he was sending from from nashville up here to canada so that's kind of how we had to put it all together you know you know this world but, is uh, such a big place but it can get so it can get a whole lot smaller with this internet i know i just said that it can be used for for evil or good or good and i'm glad that you're you're meeting people 
uh, from all over the world. And then physically, you can go in and have, have a visit with them and, and get in, you know, exchange ideas. And, and you know, me as the consumer, uh, we're the, I'm the, uh, the, the recipient, the, the winner uh, in, in all this because you, you're going to expand your mind and, and your viewpoints and, and, uh, and get your songwriting uh, that much, you know, not necessarily better, but top, you know, top notch and, and, ex- and expand from, you know, this idea. I know that you live in the, in the folk singing, but really you have no limits. The, the, uh, you know, the country, the rock, the pop, it all mixes in. It all blends into Corey M. Coons. And I, I like that. And now you're adding the, the Christmas, uh, in there and, and it's just well rounded. Uh, who was, I mean, there's plenty of bands, rock bands, in fact, that go Christmas album christmas album that's just crazy and then they do the christmas album and they get played every year over the other stuff that they thought was their best hit you know they hey that christmas song gets played every year <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's I, a- well like i said it's, it's a whole mixed bag for me i mean i'm it's very diverse all the influences over the years like we talked about my early my early days as a young kid growing up listening to country music through my mom you know, and my dad was into like, you know, big band era stuff like Dean Martin and, and uh, Frank Sinatra and all that stuff. So, I mean, that was always playing too. And I've gotten more, um, you know, I've kind of grown an ear for that sort of stuff over the last few years. And since he's been passed away too, maybe it's kind of his whole spirit coming in into play, you know, but there's everything. I mean, I grew up listening to like melodic rock from the eighties, you know, the whole LA and Hollywood scene and, and uh, country rock, Americana, folk rock stuff, you know, pop rock. I loved Duran Duran back in the day. They just got nominated for the or got into the Hall of Fame. I mean, so it's just a whole mixed bag of stuff. I just, you know, music's a music's a healer more than anything in, in a lot of ways too. So, well, it's all it, it, you know. A lot of it's right back there in that CD rack. You know, your the history of yeah. you and what makes you Corey M. Coons. You're talking about the, the, the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, just, I just read Dolly Parton uh, finally accepted yeah. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Did she, did she write a rock song or something? I think that's what <laughs> she, was, she was waiting for. She said, oh, I don't think I, I belong there because I haven't written a rock song. But I, I don't remember hearing or seeing a rock song that she might have written. She probably did. I just don't, don't know about it. I mean, I, 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 more power no, to her. Dolly's awesome. I mean, you you, you got to love Dolly. But I think the, the rock song that comes to mind that she maybe did once was a cover of uh, Collective Soul's Shine. She did like a, a bluegrass version or something of it. You know what I mean? But she's talking about she wants to do a rock album now because she feels she doesn't fit in. I mean, you think about it. I mean, Dolly's a classic, you know, but... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, what their whole deal is anymore and the standards that they go by. So well, all, know, a lot of people a lot of people are frustrated with the Rock Hall of Fame from what I've heard over the last few years. So it all comes down to uh to wh- whatever gets them their dollars, I'm sure. It's all it, it's gotta be political. It has to be charged at some point. Uh, you know, but uh he who he who could bring the most uh uh butts to the buckets, uh people in the seats. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, whoever can bring the, the draw the bre- the best crowd. Uh, is who's going to be putting that that Hall of Fame, right? Unfortunately, that comes into play sometimes, and it co- becomes more about that and the the money and the fame than it becomes about the music, right? So, well, we, t- we talked a little bit about social media last time and h- how you're running that, and uh, you know, I know that uh, 
sometimes record companies and venues, they don't even look at you unless you got uh, thousands of followers. Uh, how, who's been running your, your social media? Are you still doing it all, all yourself or do you have a team? Is the lovely bride joining in? Oh, uh, that's pretty much all me. I'm pretty self-sufficient. I, I run my own social media and try to stay on that, you know, on top of things as much as I can. I really basically work with Michael Stover for the publicity and the promotions and Michael's amazing. You know, I've been working with him for three or four years now and uh, basically anytime there's new music ready to go, I just, you know, give Michael a shout and we start talking, you know, the ideas for promoting it and get the budget together for what I can do for the, for the song at the time. And Michael's awesome. I mean, he sets up a lot of stuff for me and gets a lot of, uh, a lot of streaming, a lot of stuff through Spotify and, and gets me, uh, you know, some airplay some interviews and all that kind of stuff. And I even got my, uh, I got a nice, really cool article that was done in Cashbox magazine, actually, recently. A lot of a lot of the MTS uh, artists that he's working with right now got a nice little feature in Cashbox. So uh, I'm still waiting on my actual physical magazine to arrive in the mail so I can show it to some of my friends. But I have the digital stuff on the computer where it's saved, where it showed the articles and stuff. So Once again, but we're hey, talking about know. that physical uh, you know, something you can hold in your hand, something tangible. You know, I, I, I when I was a kid in the 80s, I, I was a subscriber to the Rolling Stone. I loved that magazine. And I know, you know, that that became political at times, you know, with the uh, different, yeah. you know, with the changing of, of hands. And and when the uh, the magazine went from uh, the large pulp to a standard sized uh, glossy uh, there was a uh, it, it the magazine changed but i love the the written word i'm gl- I, i'm glad that you have an article that's been written about you you deserve it for sure i'm i'm thank you not, I, i'm good with uh, i'm better with microphones you know if i could do audio books and uh and, and listen to to audio tapes even podcasts but um you know the reading uh man i need to read more i do the last oh my goodness the last book i read it was a, a short book, and it took me days to get through it uh, because I, I think I have the the attention span of a of a of a squirrel, you know. But uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I I'd like to read that article, and it, it's man, I'm so happy for you that you're you're getting recognized, you know, not just with the article, but the the Josie Awards. It's it's got it's got to be good uh, good feeling uh, to, uh, to you know when you put that those songs out into the world. Now with, with the social media. You know, I'm looking, you have your SoundCloud out there, your Spotify, your Apple, your Amazon. I mean, what for the kids out there, what's the, the bang for the buck? Is, is any of this fruitful? You know, you put, you put it out, you know, people listen to it. But are, are you, you know, the artist needs to get their fair share. I, you know, I worry so much that you're putting it out to the world and people are getting millions of hits. I know we talked about that last time, too. And you're getting you know, little, little to nothing in dollars, you know, what do you, what's the place to put it? Really need, you need in the millions of streams to really, to make anything worthwhile. I mean, you know, it's, if it was about the money for me, I don't even know if I'd still be doing it. It's really more about the passion and, uh, you know, getting the music out there and getting the message out there. And as long as I've got a budget to do it and I'm not, you know, going broke and in the hole, I'm still going to do it. And, you know, I'm self-sufficient enough that I don't have to, pay a record label. I, I work with Michael Stover and MTS Records, but it's an independent label. So, I mean, anytime I'm working with him, it's all part of part of what we're doing, right? So, 
I mean, I've done some, I've done pretty well with the streaming. I mean, I've had some songs in the last couple of years that have had some pretty good streaming and uh, I'm, I'm happy with that, you know, for, like I said, for, for an independent, self-sufficient musician, not working with a big label, you know, it's, uh, it's been pretty cool. So I'm happy with it. Well, I'm happy for you, man. Cause you know, you still have to keep a roof over your head. You got a family, man. You're, you're a husband and a father and, and, uh, you know, that's a, a big responsibility. I know I'm starting to sound like your mom and dad. <laughs> well, are you going to make it in the music business? What, what is this kid? Uh, do you have a fallback? Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, humble. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty humble. I live, live a pretty simple life still. Like I said, we still live on my, my grandparents' original farm. So, I mean, we just, I try to let, live life simple and, and get the enjoyment and be passionate about what I do. And like I said, that's the whole reason I'm still doing it. I think, you know, that's, well, that's the second time you said farm. Are, are you doing any farming out there? What's going on out, out in the, out in the, uh, the back 40? What's, what's happening out there? We have some property, but we rent it out to, uh, some cash crop farmers who basically plant and, and, you know, take their own crop off it. So we rent it out. So basically it just kind of helps cover the taxes every year sort of thing. And we've got a nice, uh, a nice bush out back of about, uh, I guess it's 30 acres. So there's some trails through it, and uh, my, my dad actually cleared trails through it a number of years ago before he passed away, and there's an old cabin out there and stuff. and So there's a lot of really cool things, and we're really fortunate, and I'm grateful for where we are. Lots of wide open space, and we don't farm it ourselves, per se. There's still the old barn and stuff, but we don't have, like, cows or we don't have animals. Just our, our, our house pets, our cats, and my sister's dog who's my sister lives next door too so well i mean that's good that you have family close cash crop i mean i mean there is some farming going on on the property and that's a good thing the land is being used uh you know so what's the the family activity do you guys get out and do some some hiking and walking through the the woods and such Uh, you and the daughter (laughs) hey daughter in motion yeah we love it we just got out and did some trails there in the last uh, month or so actually so yeah we love to do that and just get out for a walk up and down the country road here too you know lots of exercise in that and she likes to rollerblade so can you rollerblade on a country road <laughs> i guess you get a special kind of rollerblades i used to like rollerblading so much <laughs> well i still call it a country road it's not gravel anymore it's actually paved so we have an actual paved road in the country so very cool so I, I rode yeah. my, uh, I had uh, lightning roller, roller blades and I, I, I rode those things till they disintegrated. It was, uh, that, that was a lot of fun. I, w- I was uh, the four wheeled roller skater back in the 70s and 80s. And, uh, and then I, I could not uh, ice skate to save my life. But right in the middle is the rollerblading. So I was really good at yeah. rollerblading. I can go backwards and forwards. I even did some jumps in the parking lot. So, uh, yeah, I-, I was pretty good at rollerblading. How about you, Charlie? You That's good a- at rollerblading? Yeah. All right. Oh, got something to show Dan. Oh, she's got something to show you. All right. Hi, show, show the people and we'll get on out of here. So, uh, here's my, uh, Okay. Uh, okay. Here's my little home screen I have for my tablet. It's my stuff. There it is. That's a cool cat. <laughs> a cool kitty. <laughs> That's beautiful. You like singing with your dad, Charlie? Kind of. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, you the whole world's He's ahead. Getting older. Yeah, the whole world's ahead of you. You can do anything anything you want. Anything. All Wait, right. Is this is this going to be posted on YouTube? I swear. To- <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>
<laughs> no, uh, go. I mean, hey, are there any other avenues you want to uh, promote or, or anything else you want to talk about? I'm just really happy that you had me back on the show. Thanks very much, Dan. And hopefully uh, you reach some new listeners tonight and some new fans. And go to my website, www.coreymcoons.com, and you can check out all the links that you mentioned. They're all there. Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, YouTube. And uh, there's actual physical product there if you do want to buy a CD if you're old school. You, know, you can hook hook yourself up, and I can send you something from there. So, but just thanks everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for all the support you've given me on the last couple couple times on with you too. So, I appreciate you being back on Corey M Coons. Go ahead and give some shout outs to to anybody that you haven't mentioned, and then uh, and then we'll uh, give some last words for the people and get on out of here. Yeah, I'd just like to thank, like we mentioned, Michael Stover for all his promoting work he's been doing for me, and uh, I'd like to thank my guys in the band. Mark and Kevin and my bass player Frank, who's been out with me this summer too, and um, just all the people that have helped out over the last few years. Studio guys, I got the chance to work with Ron Nevison in uh, in California, and um, some of those guys that I met down there, and um, just everybody that's uh, been you know everybody that you meet in life and who comes across your path has something to uh, to offer, and it's all good. So thanks everybody for all your support. Yeah, everybody gives you a little insight, a little a little piece of of what makes you you and uh you know take it with the good and take it with the bad you know and and learn from the thanks to my family for supporting us and you know for supporting for sure. me and sticking it out <laughs> yeah for sure without them there's no way you could be doing this no way you need to have the good support system that you have and i'm glad that you every time i see you on on my social media you got a big smile on your face and i, I see your family out out in the, and, and about doing great things out in the wilderness. Yeah, I like the header where you're just sitting. <laughs> yeah. the boonies. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the wonderful waterfall that you have on your Facebook header. I want to go to there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. all right. I, I always finish these things off with last words for the people. This could be words to live by, uh, something you heard a long time ago, or uh, just a mantra that you wake up with every morning or whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Corey M. Coons, give the last words for the people. I just like to say surround yourself with the right people and the right team of players and anything you're going to do in your life, whether it's you know entertainment or whatever line of work you do, you got to surround yourself with the right people, people who believe in you, and uh, you got to believe in yourself, man, and follow your dreams. And whatever you, uh, whatever you can be positive about, it's going to make – it's going to happen for you. So, and I think a little mantra would be don't let your music die inside of you. That's an old Wayne Dyer quote, Dr. Wayne Dyer. So, well, there you have it, party people. Corey M. Coons with a special appearance by Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Lynn. Oh, my goodness. So cute. But, uh, you know, hey, he's a family man. He's a singing man. He's putting those uh, those thoughts and ideas to pen to paper, and uh, and putting making them into songs and giving them to the world. Uh, that's fantastic. That's a fantastic power that you can uh, see some things, hear some things, think some things, put and make them into songs. Change people's lives. Change people's ideas. Or you know, even if you don't change them, at least you give them another's perspective. Corey M. Coons. I admire you for that. I applaud you for that. <laughs> Thanks for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. Once again, I look forward to chatting with you more, following you around on your social medias. All the links are in the show notes, so make sure you check them out. 
uh, starting first and foremost with CoreyMCoons.com. That's Corey, C-O-R-Y, no E-Y, C-O-R-Y-M, Coons, K, uh, C-O-O-N-S. Let me say that cleanly, C-O-R-Y-M-C-O-O-N-S.com. And find all the links there. Find all the links to shows and uh, follow him on his Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. That way you'll know where to find Corey M. Coons at an event near you, at a location near you. <laughs> oh, man, I hope I get to go see a show one of these days. Corey M. Coons. All right, thank you so much once again for being on the podcast. What makes you famous? Now, if you, I'm turning my attention to you, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's keysdanradiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag, What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter, at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube, at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes to try your best is the most anyone can ever ask of you anonymous the music you want RadioWhat.com. Hey guys, this is Shelly G. She said, What? Well, you are going to have to listen to the countdown to hear what I say. And make sure to keep listening to Radio What for more information and trivia. She said, What? <laughs> <laughs>